thanks so much for uh, joining us today, Bar. Um, I'm here with Esteban Alvarado, uh, co-founder of Project Unicorn, and myself, uh, Justin Chia. And um, you know, to kick things off, um, I'd love for you to tell everyone a little bit about what Communico is and uh, sort of what got you started building it. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for having me, first of all. Um, I, I just started with the podcast thing, and I absolutely love it. <laughs> so it's actually a lot more fun than I thought it would. Uh, cause I, yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, like I don't have to wear makeup, you know, because nobody can yes. see me. <laughs> yes. um, so my name is Bar. Uh, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Communico. Communico is a new and unique creatives platform. Now, I say creatives and not creator. We all know the new creators platform popping up everywhere, uh, doing the same sort of thing again and again. And with Communico, we decided to do something different. Um, so first of all, we come from a place of anyone can be a creator, anyone, anywhere, anytime. But when people think about creators, they think, oh, you just post a video, you just comment on a bunch of stuff. And it's not right. that it's actually a lot of preparation. Um, and it's, it's hard to be a successful creator and actually, you know, I'm not even talking about making money out of it. It's just like, you know, gathering an audience, finding your niche, uh, it's things that are not as easy Things. And with Communico, we come to solve that. We guide our creators and we help them set up. Uh, first of all, they start setting up their group, which then you know allows them to bring new members to their community. It's free to use, uh, so anyone can join. Uh, you do need to get vetted as a creator, but it's just um, you know a small thing where we talk to you and see that you are the type of creator in categories that we open. Uh, so we do focus on home-related creativity, like baking, cooking, painting, things that you can do at home. Um, and then from there, once you set up a community around you, we help you and guide you through the process of how to create your extra content. Uh, so things you can actually monetize, like workshops and, and merchandise and anything in between. Um, and from there, we do have two sections of Communico. So the main section is for everyone where you can join groups, you can participate in discussions, you can uh, share your process with the creator you're following. And on the other hand, we have an exclusive space, which is called the Creator Studio, which is only for the creators of Communico. They can access a forum in there, talk among them themselves, uh, learn from each other and partner up for projects they want to do. Um, and on top of that, we also give them a lot of value. We do live webinars and masterclasses to, again, help them develop through the process from passion creator to professional creator. Uh, so that's basically it. There is one more thing I'm going to mention is our safety um, focus. So we are a very, very highly moderated platform. Uh, we do not shy from talking about safety in social media and online in general, uh, and we take it very seriously. So we have very strict rules around safety. We don't have private messaging. Um, in the platform, we don't have personal profiles. It's simply groups of creative people you can join and participate in. So super... Uh... Kind of a random question, but uh, I'm really curious to see what kind of age range has your like early adopters been and like the you know first couple users, because mm -hmm. um, I, I kind of have like this idea 
of what kind of uh, you know creators are using these are using Communico. So if you could speak a little bit on that. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question too. Um, because we are focusing a lot on accessibility and seeing how we can help creatives from various ages and backgrounds. So we have we actually have a variety of users because we wanted that. We we really approached it in a way of how can we talk to, you know, 50 plus who are struggling with technology and with or 20s that just want to do something quick. Um, and the one thing we found in common is that our users, I don't like calling them users, we actually call them creatives. So our creatives are looking to not do the 15 seconds video where you come in and go up and you don't really understand anything from it. You can't learn from 15 seconds video, right? Like, honestly, you can't. Um, but those people are actually uh, have, they actually have a lot of passion to the creative process. So the age doesn't really play um, a part here because we have users, you know, that are actually 50 plus and we have users that are like teenagers or early 20s or 30s that are there because they have the common interests of, you know, hobbies and things they love to do uh, in their offline time. So there is the appreciation of being offline in that. And that's the type of audience we're looking at, uh, including the creators. Those are creators who take the time, you know. I have a creator that made a 30-minute um, tutorial, and it's super detailed, and it's 30 minutes. And I watched it, and I know, like, a bunch of other people on Communico that watched it because that's what they came for. So I'm yeah. curious, um, Bard. On Communico, like, what's, like, one of the most, like, popular form of content that's really popping off right now? Um, so, right now, I think uh, I think uh, video works best because, like I said, people come to, um, to watch tutorials and be, like, specifically guided through the process uh, and not just, you know, thrown into the deep edge of the water and... Uh, and like, you know, <laughs> learn how to swim by themselves. They actually look to learn step-by-step. Step. Mm -hmm. um, so it's actually interesting mm -hmm. because tomorrow we are launching our new feature, which is called Reads. Um, so like you read something. So it's actually a feature, a feature within the group. The creators will now have a space to write in a blog form. Uh, so it will give them the opportunity to go deeper into subjects that they talk about in their videos or photos or posts, but, you know, to really dive in. Uh, so if I can give you an example, if I'm talking about bread making, I can post a video of me doing bread, but if I post a blog post about it, it gives the, the reader a little bit more insight of my story, the, the recipe story, things that we can't really catch any other way. Um, right. So we came because we talked to our creators and they were like, yeah, like I wish I had a proper way to have a blog within my group, you know, instead of like telling my readers or my, my viewers, whatever, tell them, you know, oh, go to my blog, go to my Instagram, go to my thing. We're trying to really put everything together for them in a nice, you know, pretty package um, that helps them stay in one space and not jump around so much. Uh, so the blog is coming out tomorrow. Um, 
I, I assume it's gonna it's actually gonna be edited. So it's it came out last week, I assume, because <laughs> now. Um, but yeah, it came out April 30, along with a webinar that we are doing for creators. Uh, that it's the first actually webinar that we're uh, giving to creators about writing, you know. So we actually guide them and give them a feature at the same time so they can learn how to do it uh, and how to get better at it. Uh, so, right. Yeah, so like we are working on different forms of content. We want, again, like through listening to our creators, we understand what type of um, mediums they use and we want to give them everything we can. Uh, so most platforms are like, okay, you can do this and that in my platform. We want to be the ones that really give you everything you're looking for. Uh, doesn't matter what it is, you know, we'll work for it. 100%. Mm-hmm. And um, are you and Ronnie the ones that are putting together these tutorials? Or is there someone else <laughs> you guys are working with in terms of like copywriting or like making it depends. Uh, it really depends. So for example, tomorrow, the webinar that we're doing is with a copywriter. Right. So she, uh, her name is Erica and she's actually coming in and doing an, a full webinar, including a live demonstration of how to transform your writing from the usual regular writing to content creator writing to something wow. clear and yeah. catchy. Yeah. And that's that's another thing. Right. Because we watch so many webinars, but if we don't see live demonstrations, we're not really learning a lot. I feel like I am. For me, it's something that I always miss in webinars that I watch. It's like, okay, you're talking about the process. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it looks like, you know, to start where I'm from and get to where you are. So that's part of what we're doing in those webinars. We bring in people who've done it before and they can show you how the process works from your level to their level. Um, right, right. Yeah. So, so it's not like very high level conceptual stuff. It's very like hands-on, like step-by-step. Yeah. Yeah, definitely more workshoppy uh, to really help you understand uh, how to do it yourself. Because we do want to also, we don't want the creators to be dependent on us. We want them to be independent and free um, and, you know, self-fulfilling to be able to go and succeed. Um, and not, you know, they, I, we want to bring them to a place where they don't need us to hold their hands anymore. Uh, they can, you know, roam around, communico, and be successful and be amazing and have the support of the platform and have our back, uh, which is something that a lot of them are missing when they're using the regular social media giants and, right, like, <laughs> you know, they have to fight, like, constantly changing algorithm to get exposure. Right. It's exhausting. Yeah. So it's more of like a white glove approach to content creation for a real community. Yeah, exactly. And really understanding what they need, what they want, and what is upsetting them. Um, right. So, for example, that's why we don't have private messaging, because we learned that that's the number one thing that encourages harassment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are, you know, we're saying, okay, cool. Like, we don't need that. If, if you're learning something, do it in public so other people can learn. If you're not here to learn, don't come here at all. Yeah, it does more harm than good. Yeah. No, totally. Um, what's the next big milestone for Communico? So I know, you know, tomorrow, April 30th, you guys are pushing a new feature, but anything big, you know, along the horizon in terms of like summer or maybe just like end of the year, what's the next big step? 
Um, yeah, so first of all, we are still in our closed beta. Mm-hmm. And our next big step is that we are actually opening our beta. Uh, so we are right now in preparation to open the platform to everyone. Uh, so right now it's by invite only. You have to get an invite code and we didn't want to, you know, overdo it. Uh, we wanted to really keep it down low. Now we're like, okay, this is, this is going well. So we're going to open it and move on from there. So that's actually going to happen really soon, like next week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the big step forward and yeah. opening, okay. yeah, we're opening our seed round. Uh, we did a pre-seed recently. We're closing that and opening our seed, um, which is super exciting, super stressful. Uh, and what else? Yeah, I think that like the thing is the way Ronnie and I, Ronnie is my partner and also my wife, uh, the way we built Communico along with our team, we're very hands-on, step-by-step. So everything that we do, you know, we try to plan ahead, but give very close attention to what we're doing right now. Um, And through that, learn from our mistakes and not ignore them and move on. But like, you know, if you have a mistake, that's okay. That's a good thing because now you're learning and you can try a different way. Um, so that's, that's basically how we do things. So like the next milestones are going to look like that, you know, everything is very specific and very, um, within listening to what happened in our last milestone and how we keep going ahead, adjusting along the way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like boots on the ground, Yeah. very hands-on. I feel like that's really what it takes to build a business instead of this uh, a very fluffy kind of lofty entrepreneur term where it's just raise as much money as we can and then we'll figure out what happens next yeah exactly <laughs> so no, exactly uh, you know uh you know support what you guys are building and how you guys are building it i think it's amazing um so I, I know you guys or I, I know you have a film background yes and i don't think i've ever asked you this but i'm really curious how did you kind of make that transition from film to sort of entrepreneurship? Um, So it's not really a transition for me because before I was in the film industry, I was a manager for many years. Right. Uh, So it's actually, and also like I come from family of entrepreneurs. So it's something that I, I know in my background. It was actually how I went from that to filmmaking. And then sort of my, my original, um like experience because I was I was a manager for many years and my dream was to become a filmmaker and that's why we moved to Canada from Israel uh both me my wife and our dog (laughs) um because I wanted to go and study film uh which I did and then I was in the film industry I still am uh it's just like you know the film industry and COVID is not uh super fun right (laughs) yeah and like I mean the thing is COVID started we lost our jobs and we started, you know, we were bored. We were home. We were extremely bored all the time. And we said, okay, what are we going to do with ourselves right now? Because, you know, the government is supporting us. I'm very thankful for, for the Canadian government, actually. Um, and, you know, what can we do in this spare time? So we started getting creative. I learned how to bake bread. Ronnie wanted to plant grass in our backyard. And we started 
Yeah, like we actually moved to a house that the backyard is is dead. Okay, like nobody took it for around 10 years. Yeah, it's gross. Um, and we couldn't, by the way, we don't have grass <laughs> until today. It didn't work. Um, but that's how Communico started, right? Because we were looking for creators to guide us. And it was really hard to find the right ones for us and also communicate with them. Because on YouTube, for example, you can comment, you know, all day long, but most likely nobody's going to answer. And Instagram, people answer comments, but it's, it's less, you know, you're not really learning because you can't really share what you did. And then the creator doesn't really know what the problem was. So, and the private messaging on Instagram is, is not, it's just not very good because, um, it's more like, you know, if this person is not following you, they're not getting the message, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm -hmm. And Facebook is just a mess, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then we came up with the idea for Communico because we were like, okay, this is this is a demographic that is um, that is having problems. We are having problems. How can we fix that? Um, which was a really interesting process. And, you know, now it's like, we evolved so much since then. And I can't remember what the original question was. <laughs> uh, it, it was the film industry, but I think- Oh, uh, true, the film industry, right. Yeah. Made it a lot better. Um, but yeah, I, I, think, I think COVID obviously is a huge tragedy, but you know, I think the silver lining there is, there's so many entrepreneurs that kind of took this time off Absolutely. To get creative and really create some really amazing Absolutely. innovations because yeah, and like so many so people, time on their hands, right? Exactly. And so many people, you know, our, our regular lives, right? Pre-COVID, mm -hmm. we're chasing mm -hmm. ourselves. We're constantly right. at work, working our asses off to just pay rent and mm -hmm. survive. Maybe, yeah, to survive, maybe make a career. We don't really know where we're going. We just know that we have to move fast. And COVID made us stop. It made the world stop. 2020 was the longest year ever. And like, I, I, I actually, you know, at a time I was actually very anxious. Uh, I do have anxiety. So it was like, it was very hard for me not to know what's going to happen next. And my family is so far away from me. Um, right. It's very mm -hmm. scary. But everything considered, I'm very thankful for this time that we had. And we still do. Um, because it gave us an opportunity to, to do something different with our lives and sort of stop chasing our tails and just listen and mm -hmm. understand our own needs. You know, like I, I haven't really listened to myself in so long, like understanding what I want to do. I still want to become a filmmaker. It's still my dream. But with that came in Communico. And now that's my dream as well. You know, right. I have uh, I always had a plan B, which is opening a restaurant, right? So it's like, <laughs> you know, now that became plan C, which is <laughs> yeah. life changes. Um, yeah. But yeah, absolutely. The film industry is great. I love making films. I think it's uh, it's an experience that I can't even begin to describe it. It's a very unique thing to do, to make films. Yeah, yeah. When I was in high school, uh, I still wanted to... <laughs> be a film major and then I took a couple of film classes and realized I cannot write script. I am the worst script writer. <laughs> That's the thing though, right? Because you don't have to be a writer to make films. There are so many right. jobs in the film industry. There's so many roles and actually a film 
it's not just about the script. It's about the lighting. It's about, you know, the, the right. art. Uh, it's about the direction. It's about the actors. It's about the sound. Things that you're not really thinking about when you're watching a movie. But if you take out one of them, you're not getting a movie. Um, 100%. Yeah, I, I did learn a little Premiere Pro. That was, uh, that was oh God, really I hate it. I hate Premiere <laughs> Pro. Hate Pro. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, very, very difficult platform, but uh, it's very necessary. Yeah. Do you think yeah. um, there's like an increase of like content creators because of COVID? Because they have so much time on their hands now? Yeah, absolutely. I, first of all, the content creation um, career began in early 2000s uh, with social media rising. Uh, before Facebook, MySpace, we had Vine, we had all of those, uh, Friendster or whatever they were called. And that's where content creation uh, started. It's just that people didn't really realize that they are content creators until later when it became a little bit more mainstream. And today there are over 50 million content creators worldwide. Sheesh. Um, which is people who define, like who are defined as content creators. There is a definition for it. Um, and there are over 50 million. I really think that in the next couple of years, we're going to hit 100 million. And the thing is that with COVID, people were looking on top of getting creative, people were looking for a way to make money and also looking at their hobbies. Suddenly you have time to go back to your hobbies. And a lot of them were like, oh, this can actually also get me money. Like if I'm talking about people who are baking bread and now their entire neighborhood is are, are, are buying bread for them from them every, every Monday or every Saturday. And now they make a good income out of it. So it's interesting because content creation was the same. Suddenly, you know, people who paint have more people following them and wanting to pay them in order to learn from them uh, because we have time mm -hmm. for that have the appreciation that we were missing all those years um which which i think is a beautiful thing the thing is i i truly believe that we are never going back from where we are in technology i think we're only going forward uh for better or worse it is what it is especially with the younger generation being so dependent on on their you know phones and social media but i think that there is it's like fashion, okay? Mm -hmm. Exactly like fashion. We had, you know, the style of the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and then it comes again. So if we had blogs, we had blogs when I was a teenager. That was like when it, it was huge. I had a blog, you know, emo blog. Um, mm -hmm. So it was what, 20, I think 2005? Yeah. I, yeah, mm -hmm. because of 2000s it was the year of blog it was like the decade of blogs everybody had a blog and we were all reading them like crazy and it was like the thing we had like blog meetups and you know right, right. things um and then it moved away from there to pictures moved away from there to videos and now we do like the tiktok style of really really quick content mm -hmm. now i see a lot of people actually looking for the blogs again um, and appreciate a good storytelling blog and a good, you know, like a, a, something that they can relate to. You cannot relate to a 15 second video. It just doesn't happen. Um, mm -hmm. If then it's very unique, but like 
usually it's harder to relate to that and people are looking for this connection again um which is very very normal and very natural and you know people now want to sort of stop and go slower and maybe watch a longer video and maybe read something you know with medium coming up anyone can be a writer um which I love it. I love medium. I get, you know, my emails every morning with a list of articles and like I sit down and mm-hmm. I, uh, which is something that I haven't done for many, many years. Um, right. when it comes to articles, you're like, Oh, paper. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, anyone totally. can be a writer, anyone can be a creator and it pushes you to look for a community because people are more open about what they love. Um, yeah. so I blog, thing about it is really important. And that's why we tried to think about how we put this together, how we give the creators a place to use the, the, the mainstream um, mediums, which is video and you know pictures, but also add an extra value for the members to be able to read the story and to be able to you know get in their shoes and, and really relate to the creator they're following. Being able to really get to know the people behind the content you're consuming. I, I think that people are very aware now because of politics and, you know, mm-hmm. it's gone crazy and, you know, the government and in the U.S. and Black Lives Matter and Me Too and all of those movements. Now people are looking for honesty and they don't want to just blindly follow something. They want to get to know it and they want to know they're following who they're supporting and they 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 want it to match to what they see um as the proper thing you know is what they believe yeah that's like oh sorry no i was gonna say like that's super interesting because it's like i feel like that's why i joined twitter you know like like i think i got tired of just watching like a bunch of like youtube videos about venture capital and about like white commentary and all these other stuff and yeah. I started going on Twitter and I started reading all these threads and I was like, wow, you can learn so much more than just like hearing someone talk. Like, don't get me wrong. I love hearing people talk, but it's just like there's something more powerful than reading something in comparison to just like listening to it in my, in like yeah. my personal opinion. Yeah. Cause you get to know them. And yeah. like, I tell you that I'm, we talked about it before we started recording, but I'm a huge fan of Instagram. Um, I love Instagram. I'm super active. I have, you know, I, I've been on Instagram, I think since 2011, which is when, the, when it came out mm-hmm. um, and I, I love it. You know, it's my favorite platform to use as an artist myself. I used to be a food photographer. Uh, so I used to use it back then. And now I love, you know, I had a, I actually had a few years where I would share where I eat. So I would go to a restaurant, have a really good meal, and then share it. And people who followed me went to those restaurants. Um, right. Which was funny because I didn't really know it until someone who followed me that I didn't know approached me on the street and was like, oh, my God, you're a bar. I went to <laughs> last week. I love, you know, following the restaurants you're going to. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, it is me, bar, the food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it was like. You know, so I love Instagram, but in Instagram, it's sometimes it can feel disconnected. I personally love talking to the people that I follow. So I always try to message them and, you know, tag them and comment and tell them how much I appreciate 
all they taught me. Um, so if I'm talking about bread making, right? So I started mm-hmm. how to bake bread. And then I found on Instagram by accident, uh, someone who is doing bread scoring, you know, that's the, her entire thing. It's like scoring mm-hmm. in beautiful patterns. And I was like, Ooh, cool. I want to learn how to do that. Um, so I started following her and at some point I start, I engaged her with her and I started to talk to her. Her name is Rachel. Um, and she's this awesome woman, you know, a, a young mother with two young, two little kids at home, uh, and you know, like a husband and everything. And now we're, we're actually friends. And it started because, you know, I wow. want to learn. Yeah. Uh, but for me, that's something that I love. I absolutely love it. Getting to know the people I follow. I don't like being a ghost, a ghost follower. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's part of communicable, right? We're trying to really get people to engage and get to know the person behind what you're watching. Um, really understand who, who those people are, what they're doing. How long does it take you to, you know, show me how to do something? For me, I end up watching the five-minute video, but for you, it was two days prep, two days editing, an entire day of reshooting because something went wrong. Like it, it takes a while and it's expensive. So I wanted mm-hmm. that so I can appreciate you better. Right, right. And so you said Communicate doesn't have private messaging. Yeah. And I, I may have missed out on this part, but let's say, um, you know, exactly like your situation. Um, following someone that's creating really cool content about something you're really interested in, how would they reach out to them and how would they get engaged and stay engaged? So the point of the groups are actually exactly for that. So in the group, you're not just watching content, you're also posting back. So I'll give you the best example. One of our creators posted a recipe for challah, which is Jewish bread, um, probably you know what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. but she posted a tutorial and something and and the recipe and everything. So I made, I I watched it and then I went to my kitchen and I made it. After I made it, I took pictures of the process and how it came out in the end. And I actually had a problem in the middle of the process. I screwed something up, Never mind. Um, (laughs) and then I went back to the group and I posted it. So I posted, Hey, Nelly, her name is Nelly. Hey, Nelly. Mm -hmm. Um, thank you so much for the recipe and the tutorial. It was amazing. Look what I made through that. Also, I have a question. I had a problem in the process with one, two, three. Can you help me? Can you, you know, clarify what I did wrong? So I posted it. It was a post on the feed of the group. And then she answered. And then someone else answered. And it became the thing where, you know, other people can learn from my experience and Nelly can see oh my God, one of my followers actually went and watched what I made and did it themselves. This is so exciting. This is so you know, satisfying to see. And that's why everything is done publicly. So people can learn from each other, but also to be thankful and show your, your, you know, your appreciation of the creator. That's something that should be done publicly so anyone can see it. Right. So it's kind of like a living document, almost in a class setting where, you know, people are almost like raising their hands and like participating in discussion and everyone else can also get value out of that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. Just like in class, you won't go to your teacher, like in their ear, like, hey, what does this mean? No, you're going to. Right, right, right. So everyone can learn. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's that's the point of it. And sort of like and also through that, 
let's say I asked a question, maybe one of the other members know the answer and they can save time for the creator by answering me. And then the creator sees it and sees that someone already gave me the right answer. Um, so it also creates an independent community that is not you know, solely dependent on the creator taking all their time. It's actually something that is like building through a mutual helping platform um, in the creative world. Yeah, so thank you for asking that, first of all. Uh, but like I said, we're in, right now we're in closed beta. We will open the gates next week. Uh, right now, if uh, this has been released and we're still in closed beta, you can use uh, the code, the invite code, communico-family. Communico is C-O-M-M-U-N-Y-C-O-family. Uh, that's what you can use if the invite code is still up. If not, and we already opened the gate, you can sign up. It's a simple process. We're not asking for a lot of data, literally your email, and that's it. Um, and yeah, we would love it if you follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on uh, Facebook, and you know, spread the word if you know any great people in the categories baking, cooking, gardening, and painting, uh, you can send me uh, a message or an email at bar at communico.com. Uh, tell me, hey, Bar, I have this awesome creator. I think you're going to love them and introduce us uh, so I can talk to them and they can join our creative community. Uh, so that's also very, you know, welcome to, to do. We are open to creators coming up. We'll also be attaching um, links to your social as well as your website down in the podcast description. Cool. So that'll be very helpful. Very cool. Um, but yeah, no, this has been great. And uh, Espan Bar, I hope it's been a fun <laughs> second podcast for both of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, thank you for having me. It's been a blast and, you know, we'll hang out more in the, in the founder tables by Ronnie. <laughs> no, excited. All excited to join the Twitter legend in the <laughs> <laughs> round tables. <laughs>